Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. But man, grit is one of those words now. I'm like, I'm sick of grit. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. Don't let your kids quit on a hard day. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. But you didn't really let him quit. You let him, what did you, not re-up. Not re-up. That's different. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas. So you don't have to. Yes, good advice. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the What Fresh Hell podcast. This is Amy. This is Margaret. And this week we're talking about letting your kids quit when it's okay and when it's not. I'm I, team quit. Are you? I, <laughs> I, I think just I am too. myself early. Well, I, I, like, I, I like to set ground rules early on, as you know, in our episodes. And I think there's a difference as I was reviewing this. There's a difference between quitting and non-renewing does that make sense yeah I think I think it's like kind of fine to revisit whether you're going to keep up gymnastics in between seasons before you write the check for the next season letting your kid quit at that time is very different than letting them quit not class number three like you've committed at that point yeah so I feel like okay so so there are times when it's totally acceptable not to re-up and probably totally acceptable to quit also but I think we have to figure out what those are which is which this is a this is a larger I, I feel like it's a very fraught topic and it's funny that it is like why why are we so caught up in should I let her quit piano but I but it's because I think it sort of gets at a larger issue of how much of our children's lives are we shaping versus right. how much it goes are they shaping. to that fundamental thing and I do think I, my kids are taking piano right now and I've taken it upon myself to teach them how to read music because they take really short, I have three kids and they take really short piano lessons and they take, they only take 15 minutes of piano cause that's 45 minutes split between the three of them. And so I realize in 15 minute increments, they're going to learn to read music when they're like 49 years old, basically. <laughs> and so during the week I've been teaching them and I realized I was the third kid in three years so my brother and sister and I are each one year apart and I was the third and so my brother took piano lessons and then my sister took piano lessons and then I did not take piano lessons because (laughs) my mom was just like forget it I can't deal anymore white flag right yes she waved the white flag I never got piano lessons but as a result I remembered from like fourth grade when I play the bass clarinet in the band every good boy deserves fudge and face which are the treble clef notes 
Now, see, I learned every good boy deserves favor, but I had a really old school nun. That's it. That's nunny. Yeah. Fudge <laughs> is the is the hip reference, Amy. That's the really cutting edge cool way. To I don't say want it. to know what they're saying now. Who knows but what those kids exactly. say today? Uh, people will say like, "Oh, it's not that anymore, <laughs> freaks." Um, but I had to go to my husband to ask him the bass clef notes. Like, I actually don't even know them. I don't know how to read music, and. Part of me thinks like, oh, it would have been really nice to learn that when I was five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, because I'm not going to, I would love to be able to sit down and play a song on the piano, but I'm not going to learn it now. I'm too old. You're not too old. Yeah, I'm too old. You can do it. No, I don't want to. But but um, I, I agree with these sort of sorts of things one should know. Sort of like reading music, you feel like that's that's part of being a well-rounded adult is having some music appreciation. Yeah, I have none. I have to say, I recently went to, a, my niece was in a concert, um, a classical music concert, and uh, she's a very talented, is amazingly talented orchestra made up of young people, but I mean, it might as well have been like the Philharmonic. They're amazing. And I just went to die the entire time I was sitting there. I was so bored. <laughs> and I have no music appreciation. And I think it's because like, I never played an instrument. I never learned anything about classical music. And I now find it like I will confess to crimes before the end of the fourth movement. Like I don't like classical music. Right. Because you have no, you have no way in. I, I, and I blame my parents. I, I do. Because that I, seems like the easiest way to go. <laughs> so it's a thing. It's a thing for you. So for you, it's important to you because you think it's important for your children that they should do something musical. And I it's also It's a classic like way. parenting thing, which is I feel like this went wrong for me and I am now going to correct it with the next generation. Those things almost never end well. So, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's a, probably not going to go that bad. I'm like start. that dad who like hot glues the golf club into Tiger Woods' hands and is like, you're going to play golf no matter what you well, know it doesn't end up great well. tiger yeah. woods that's all it doesn't just... it doesn't tend to work out for the best but i do i want my kids to each play a musical instrument and and i i don't really care what it is as long as they do something musical do they and hate it no well i have my i have one child who loves it who plays two instruments and sings in a chorus and you know that's like it just like way fires something up from him way into it and so and um yeah, so but even he, it's like, well, how how hard to push this kid? And then I have a kid who, you know, willingly plays the uh, cornet and then the band and talks about the talks what? about reading music. Cornet, the cornet, yes. What's a cornet? It's a sort of horn. It's kind of like a trumpet, oh, but it's smaller. Okay. Yeah. And then my daughter is is going to start singing in the chorus. And oh, and she took violin. Oh, this was so. Here's an interesting thing to quit. So she she is a violin player or was, and isn't she nine? She's nine. I like that she's retired from the violin. She's retired. Anymore. She's like, I, 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 no, I, that, that's part of my past now. She's I'm nine burned now. out. She's I'm completely burned out. Burned I'm totally out. over it. She blew no out her elbow for me. No. <laughs> she, she came to me when she was five and said, I want to learn how to play the violin. And I don't know where that notion came from. And I said, okay. So um, it, it being New York City, it's very easy to find vastly overqualified music teachers for your children. So... <laughs> Um, I Some had, poor slob who like graduated. Oh yeah, hard. with yeah. like eight teaching master's your degrees. Old. Yeah, she's she was fabulous, and she came to our house, and they played violin, and there were stickers and this, and it was wonderful. And and then all of a sudden, because this also happens in New York, this very talented violinist she got a national tour, 
of a musical and and was like she just showed up and was like I'm leaving I'm leaving in two days but don't worry my friend Jessica is going to be her new violin teacher and Maggie just sort of I could see her sort of panic and afterwards she said like I don't I don't want to take I don't even like this she said the only reason I liked this was because of Anna I don't want to take violin with somebody else I, this is she's the only reason I was doing it and I said you know I'm just but you've already put so much time in I, I feel like maybe I shouldn't let you quit. And, and she, wise nine-year-old that she is, she's like, but mom, it was my idea in the first place. So it's okay to let me quit. Because I was huh. the one who, who suggested it. So I do think that's probably true. It was so her idea. So are we cutting to her in her garret when she's 45 <laughs> years old being like, I could have been a contender. I could have been a violin player. I could have got on a national tour. Well, I'll I'll bring that up with her tonight and I'll let you know what she yeah, says. Yeah, we'll have to follow that story But so, I'm not she, sure. so it's important to me that each of my kids have a creative artistic pursuit. Well, she's also way in a ballet. So she's, you know, so she's got the creative side fired up in that way. And my, for my husband, it's very important to him that they each play, play a, a sport. sport right right and i and i'm i'm yes going back to what you're saying before about you're playing out your um childhood mistakes you're gonna fix them all with your kids which is how you just screw them up in different ways but i didn't play any sports again 70s like other stuff to do right and there were no helpers and you didn't outsource anything right but my i I think my parents asked me if I wanted to play what was called Missy League. Was it called like Power oh. Powder Puff Football and Missy League? Missy League, like you mini, still, mini baseball at. My husband's from Texas, and um, they still call the college teams like the Baylor team is called the Bears, and then the women's team is called the Lady Bears. <laughs> the <laughs> cute, like, wow, tiny little, not lady quite bears. real bears. Cute that they're also Just trying the to be bears, bears, but they're not bears. <laughs> Anyway, a little yes. side so, note. So Missy League or Missy yeah, League. or basketball, you know, babes or whatever. I didn't Were I, you little though? Oh, I mean I was like seven, eight, nine and, and I just was like, Please don't make me do it, please don't make me do it. Drove complete anxiety into me and they were like, Okay, moving on, you don't have to do it. Because I was thinking yesterday we were watching we walk we were walking home in town and there was a little league game going on and we stopped to watch. And my older son is theoretically into baseball, but not very athletic and doesn't actually, you know, play baseball, but he he, could be the he's money just starting guy. to like it. And we're watching this game and these kids are like wailing on the ball, knocking it into like deep center field where an outfielder is catching it out of the air for an out. And I was like, wow, these kids are really good. And I turned to somebody and I said, well, how old are these kids? Thinking she was going to say 12. And she said, oh, they're eight. These are eight year olds. And I'm sitting there with my eight about to turn nine-year-old who really could not play baseball at that level. There's no chance. And I'm thinking, this is insane. Like, he's already missed. I, I suppose he could somehow work on his skills and get up to that speed. But, I mean, that's insane to yeah. me that kids are playing baseball at that level. <laughs> and a lot of, like, the whole scene with, like, the coaches kind of barking orders and just seemed like a really intense game of baseball for eight year eight year old kids and I was I said to David my husband as we were walking home I said I know for sure that the first time I engaged in a group athletic activity that wasn't just like hey let's play ball in the yard you know with the neighbors I was 13 years old I was in ninth grade and I joined the volleyball team and people were like you hit the ball with both of your hands and then you set and you spike I mean a big part of it was explaining how that game was played. I feel like now you can't join sports in high school. You, 
you're supposed to be like college level player by the time you're 12. Right. And how do you catch up? I think it's important for there to be a way in because I, I am I am a grown up who's a you know, fraidy cat who can't I can't use a baseball mitt I can't throw a football my my husband was just teaching my daughter to throw a football properly this weekend and believe me it's not that my dad didn't offer and I wanted no part of it and my mom doesn't know how to throw a football either because that's how it is right until until uh, our children's generation it was like the boys played the sports and the girls were the cheerleaders at least where I grew up. But anyway, I'm gonna. I'm yes. I want nothing to do with sports, and my parents said that's fine. But now I'm an adult who doesn't have that way to to exist in the world with adults. Like, take me to a a company picnic where they say let's have a softball game, and I'm like having a panic attack in the bathroom. So I'm like, I want my kids (laughs) to be able to. Where's Amy? Oh, she's dying in the bathroom right now. She's hiding. I want my kids to be able to swing a tennis racket or a golf club because those are just good skills to have in the world. I, I have a counterpoint. Okay, go ahead. I think that today's kids are asked from the age of five to be overly well-rounded. It is not a natural thing. Like when you get up during your day, you get up, you make, cook breakfast for the kids and get them out the door. But you're not cooking like a gourmet breakfast that you're, you're assembling some food. And then you maybe go work out or do something vaguely physical. And then you spend your day doing mostly one thing. Most people do. They go to their job and they do their one thing all day and then they come home and then they relax. Like that's what an adult's day looks like basically is pursuing two or three categories of activity over the course of a day. Nowadays, a seven-year-old is asked to pursue 19 different activities in a day. It's like, okay, now's art class where you're going to be a good artist. And next up is math class. Okay, next up is advanced sporting activity that you're supposed to be great at. Okay, it's musical instrument time. And I think it's great to expose kids to a wide range of things because then they get to decide what they're interested in. But I feel like there's too much pressure to say, okay, you're supposed to be a college level softball player because you're eight years old. Then you're also supposed to be mastering an instrument. You're also supposed to be learning addition and subtraction and fairly advanced things in your third grade classroom. You're also supposed to be a scout who can light a fire and whittle something out of soap. Like you can't be good at all of those things. And there are specific kids and my kid is one of them who doesn't transition easily between different things, who tends to have single focus on certain things. And I think it's, you have to sort of see that picture of not every kid is able to transition between a dozen high-level activities in completely different categories every single day. Okay, so Nina Sovich wrote an article for the Wall Street Journal about when to let kids quit. Come on, Nina. And she's, she's kind of team quit. Uh, and she, she says that quitting allows focus and passion to arise. Because I would argue that, well, your seven-year-old should be dabbling in a lot of different things because he or she doesn't know what they're passionate about yet and they'll figure it out but you in order to focus and passion and be great at the violin or baseball you do start have to start to leave things aside and and my problem with kids today is that there's this over specialization that my that my uh 
daughter as when she's eight she was supposed to have to decide between ballet three times a week and a nutcracker that completely just jettisons our entire holiday season or um the yeah, gymnastics team one. gymnastics team with three practices a week and six meets and you know and, and, and you know and staying in hotels i'm like wait a minute she's eight she wants to do cartwheels and put on a tutu so so i right. i i like the idea of keeping them in multiple activities at, at a dabbling stage but that's not always possible no, because maybe we're hitting on something that, in fact, it's not a dabble level exposure to stuff. That, right, gymnastics very quickly becomes like, are you going to be on the elite squad where you're really learning all these amazing skills and moving on to this elite super four days a week and huge competitions? And our soccer quickly becomes the travel team and you're away four nights a week and softball clearly from my exposure to one game this weekend very quickly becomes like, okay, we look like the Yankees, even though we're eight years old. Like Mm -hmm. those kids have to be practicing four times a week to be playing that well. But not everybody out there is unhappy. So, so if we're talking about quitting, how how do you, how do you let your kid, when do you let your kid quit? Well, let's go back to Nina. What does she have to say? Okay. So she says quitting allows the focus, right? The the, the passion. Quitting allows your kids to practice making decisions in in a low stakes time it doesn't really matter if my daughter quits violin because she wasn't going to be yo-yo ma it was we were kind of or or even her teacher she wasn't going to be that good it was fine um it reduces tension in a household because it allows parents and children to expend energy on things that matter like family life and school um and it makes way for downtime which we agree right and 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 that is a question of like why is your daughter not your daughter to attack her but like why is any kid going to gymnastics four times a week? Well, maybe they're really good and maybe they love it. And, but but, but what, what I think you have to be a little bit realistic about the end game. Like why four times a week? So make your kid quit even if they're enjoying it? I mean, like, if we're talking about quitting not or not quitting. Not make them quit, but maybe I think g- elite gymnastics, that whole idea that, that that starts to happen when your kid is five or six years old. Like why are you pursuing elite gymnastics? Is it to Well, become... we're not. We quit. <laughs> no, no, not you. I mean, why is one pursuing elite gymnastics? Like, why is one pursuing elite baseball? Like, well, because your kid, your kid loves it. And it's okay if your kid loves it. But, it, but if it's about you living through your kid, then you make a Tiger Woods, right? Have you seen there's a, um, an HBO Go it's on HBO Go, an HBO sports documentary, and it's called State of Play Trophy Kids. And it shows three. I mean, if you want to feel great about yourself, if you want to like <laughs> think, watch this. I am so amazing. I am reasonable. Watch State of Play Trophy Kids. <laughs> That's basically all of TV. That's like what Honey Boo Boo and all those shows are. Right. It's like Dance Moms. It's basically to give you that feeling. I am reasonable. Right. Look One at me. I am not shrieking at my kid five hours a week about dancing. State of play trophy kids. It follows three kids. One's a golfer, one's a football player, and I think the third one's a baseball player with the shrieking parent, two dads and a mom, um, who are just, you know, go, 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 go. And you can see in all three of these kids, um, uh, you know, that it, they're, they have mixed feelings about this and how hard they're being pushed and that the, the parent is, is living through them. But that's not about quitting or letting them quit. But you, you do have to be aware of, of... Well, their team, no quitting, for sure. You do have to be I just aware think of you it. have to be very careful of that thing of, like, your kid is not going to be a gymnast. That's not going to be their life. They're not going to be an elite soccer player. 
Right, but it gets a little tougher. Like these kids are these these kids are elite, and they're unhappy, and they're right. So, those so if kids they are. wanted to quit golf, that gets a little more complicated because they're literally you know writing their own ticket to college. For sure. So the super elite athlete that that's a whole crazy world of like okay, you're somebody's kid is going to the NFL, but those numbers are so 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 small. But here's what I think is interesting is that when when it comes to adults, of course, I was researching like, should you quit? Should you not quit? And there's this thing called the Holstein Manifesto, which is one of those things you can like get in, on Etsy and hang it over your kitchen table. Like okay. in our Lay house, it we, on me. in our house, we hug it out like one of those, like always, always oh, chase yeah. your dreams, like <laughs> yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah. And there's like, you yeah. know, it's Reach like a word the cloud. Reach yeah. for the stars. I mean, it's better than that. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But right in the middle of it, this is for grownups, not for kids, but right in the middle of it, it says like in big letters, if you don't like your job, quit. And I thought, why is that like so like they're like realize Strong your words, destiny. Yeah. But it's like, come on, like like for adults, if that's such a that's such a cool, good thing to be like, you know what? I don't even like it here. I'm leaving that that's something devoutly to be wished for a grown up. But when our kid says that they want to quit something, particularly something they've been at for a while we kind of have a lot of resistance about it and we have to we have to visit why that is. Right, because like everything in life, the whole quitting thing is a double-edged sword. Like quitting, yes, if you're miserable, you should get out of something. You should not, we, we all pretty much agree that you should not spend your existence miserably humping through every horrible day of your existence. Like, no, you should quit. But on the flip side, especially young kids... In the, the is the momentary reward of quitting worth what you're losing in the long term, and that is a fair question. Like, okay, of course, my kids don't like piano; they don't enjoy it. I had a great moment where the piano teacher turned to my six-year-old and she said, "He was whining and moaning through the whole lesson," and she said, "Well, don't you like piano?" And his face lit up and he turned to her like, and he went, no, I hate it. I'm only here because my mom makes me. Like, he Wait was a minute. so relieved that she was asking the question. Like, oh, finally, I could tell someone that this is a nightmare. And I was like, dude, come on, piano lady. Like, you got to get it together. Like, what are you asking that question to a six-year-old for? But he hates piano. He's not doing it because he has a passion for piano. He's doing it because I think learning a musical instrument is a good idea. And it's 15 minutes a week and get over it and get over it. But so on that, on that side of the equation, I'm team. You're not allowed to quit. I mean, also my eight year old woke up today and he's like, I'm not feeling good. I don't want to go to school. And I'm like, yeah, no, go out the door with you. I mean, like they, they don't like school either. I'm not going to let them quit fourth grade, you know, and go work in the mines. But some things you have to say, listen, you're doing it whether you like it or not. It's not life isn't about, oh my God, do you love it? Are you totally fulfilled? And I think that that whole thing, I remember talking to my dad at some point as I was trying to find myself in the working world. And he's like, our life was just easier because we did not have the expectation that work was supposed to be enjoyable. Uh-huh. We just had the expectation that you would go and work. Right. No Holstein manifesto. Did. Not like there was no Holstein manifesto <laughs> on their happy? walls growing up. It's like, be happy. I'm just going to work. Basically, I think you have to be clear on why they're doing it. And that can really help you decide whether it's okay for them to quit or not. Right. So like why they're doing elementary school, because they have to learn all the stuff you learn in elementary school. <laughs> not okay to quit. 
Why are you going to CCDs? Because or, or Hebrew school is because you gotta. And I know it stinks. And yeah, it's like there's certain certain things. It's like yeah, nobody likes it. it, it revelation time. Nobody goes to CCD because it's awesome. And it is. That's a little dose of happy. The point isn't for you to be happy. A no, little bit of that is exactly. good for our kids. Yeah, exactly. So I think what we're what we're landing on here is that we need to be clear on the reasons why our kids are doing things and therefore that will help us decide whether or not it's okay for them to quit. All right. And so I think that's a good time for us to break. Good. And then when we come back, let's try to break it down when, when it's okay to let them quit and when it's not. Okay. So we're going to take a little break. We have a little comedy piece for you and uh, we will be back after the break. How old are you? Five. And why are you doing this interview? Because you told me I had to, to get dinner. You recently told me that you wanted to quit gymnastics. Uh, yeah. Why do you want to quit gymnastics? Because when I do a somersault, my ponytail hurts my hair. Do you think there might be any other solution other than quitting gymnastics entirely to that problem? So, no. so you just want to quit gymnastics? Uh, yeah. And do you think mom should let you quit gymnastics? Yes. And why should I let you? Because of the ponytail problem. Would you miss taking gymnastics? No. What would you do instead of gymnastics? Cooking glass and iPad. Sounds like a plan. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses, first two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say? and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is... Toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to 
croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code motherhood for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E, lumen.me, and use the code Fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Okay, so we're back, and we're going to break it down now, when not to let them quit and when to let them quit. Yeah, because it's kind of, I mean, I'm realizing as we're discussing it and kind of like wending through all these different things, it's its kind of a giant topic. Like it, it covers so many different things, quitting. Yeah, and it gets down to like how much how much of their lives are they deciding versus how much are you, are you deciding. Right, and it gets down to like what is the essence of happiness? Like why, what makes people happy? I mean, it's its a complicated topic, quitting. Okay, so let's let's go through some of the bad reasons to want to quit something, which are which are obvious, but we you have to discern these, right? It is, is do they... Do they want to quit because there's a fear of failure involved? Yeah, that's a, that's that's definitely true. Um, do they want to quit because the thing is too intense? And is there a less intense version? Um, and yes, a, that goes to my whole craziness right. over like travel soccer. Yes, you you don't have to. You don't have to only do elite gymnastics. You could also go back to being like, hey, Tuesdays you wear your tutu, Thursdays you do cartwheels, and we don't worry about, oh my God, there's this every gym and every place I feel like now has this built-in thing of like, which must be very appealing to parents, which is like, and then you move into the elite squad and well, it's four days a week. And like, maybe you can just stay not, out of that whole it's scene. It's not always, it's not always right. And and, and I, I actually have a story about this. Con- Connor, my oldest kid, is a really good baseball player um, and very much wanted as he got older, was being very much driven by him to join this elite team, elite team, elite travel team. And he made the team and he had a pitching coach and he was getting really and batting practice and he was getting really into it. And he was on an 11 and 12 year old team that was a great experience. Then he turned 13 and he moved to the 13, 14 team with <laughs> with possibly some 15 year olds and so he went from a like warm loving Forged coach birth certificate team right yes. one of the best kids on the team and this and this to to batting ninth playing right field and here was the part that really mattered a, a coach who was kind of a bully mm. and yelling at him a lot and and the light went out of his eyes and it went from being something that he loved to something that he sort of dreaded 
And by the way, we dreaded too. I mean, double headers on Coney Island is a, was a big commitment for our whole family. And yeah. one of us was gone for eight hours with him. And he and he wanted to quit, and we wanted to quit, and we made we made him finish the season because he had committed, but we didn't re up because he he this coach was kind of a jerk, and so that's we, a perfect example. Yeah. And also, like to everything, there is a season. Like, okay, so you were you loved baseball when you were a little kid, you know? Like then baseball came to an end. That's well, Fine. no, it didn't come to an end. I mean, here's the real happy ending because this is the possibility. There's a possibility that you can find a less intense version of the same thing. So we said goodbye to that, that team. He's now back playing little league and having a great time. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, so we needed, we needed to, to shift. So that was, that was a, a good reason. And because we were able to really explore why they were quitting. My, my daughter had a, speaking of bully coaches an Irish step dancing teacher who was like <laughs> oh no who was like an ogre and and i mean apparently in class i thought he was a great guy i mean anybody with an irish accent is my my best friend right they're they're so affable oh, um but she was like please don't make me go and 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 again it was it was for the wrong reasons because i was my grandmother always wanted me to take Irish step dancing oh, yeah. and I never did because there was kind of no such thing where I was growing up. But if this is New York City where you, there's, yeah, there's, there's a definitely great Irish, step, Irish dancer. step dancer who will teach from Ireland, who will teach your kids Irish step dancing. But he was like a taskmaster and she just didn't want to do it anymore. So I had to, <laughs> I had to explore and be like, I guess I'm doing this again because like my grandmother wanted me to do it and I didn't. So now like, gosh, darn it. My daughter, and she just didn't want to do it. And it was because, so if it's a mean coach, that might be a good reason. Good reason to quit. So wait, I, I mean, forget. I, where, think, I forget where we're at here. I'm a, I, I forget if I'm on like let him quit or don't let him quit. You're on let him quit. <laughs> You're on let him quit. Like let your kid quit that crazy baseball team. This is what I was trying to say earlier. Like I think you get locked into some people, and it's easy, and I see it in myself. Get locked into the thing of like we're in the elites. We're in the elites. We're on the elite team. We're elites. It's awesome being elite. That sounds really good. And like. That's not a thing. It's okay to not be the elite. It's okay to just learn a little bit of an instrument. Take a little bit of archery when you're at Boy Scout camp. Like it, it doesn't always, all paths don't have to lead to like, am I the best at this? And am I getting better? And am I joining the most elite ranks of this thing? Like hobbies, that's what kids should have. Well, and quitting. So so I think we're hitting on something that, that quitting doesn't have to mean... Um leaving it behind, it can mean downshifting and finding a more uh, recreational version. It is possible. For sure. It's not always or easy. it can also mean leaving it behind. It and can that, also mean leaving it behind. That's also okay. Like, there's an intensity to some of this stuff that I find very unappealing. All right. So let's move over to the reasons when, when you shouldn't let them quit. Okay. Because I think those exist too. Uh, when, when there is a fear, fear of failure, when uh, they really want to quit to play more Pokemon Go, which is a definitely a thing. That's my, yeah, that's all my kids. My same eighth grader was said, I don't want to play Little League this spring because I want more time to hang out with my friends. And right. That like, means play Pokemon Go. Yeah. I think you've got two hours on a Saturday to now. We, now we can walk to our to the baseball games from our apartment. Like, I think, I think right. you got this and you can hang out with your friends. Um, uh, if it's a time when you expect kids to want to quit, I actually asked my kids for advice on this. When is it OK to let your kids quit? I'm going to talk about this tomorrow. 
and Maggie re-brought up the idea that if it's if it was their idea in the first place, then it's okay to let them. <laughs> I like that logic. I'm not sure if I agree with it, but I kind of like, I like that she's like, she's definitely like lawyer in training. She's and, ready. And my 14-year-old, he had a really good advice. He's like, you don't let them quit if it's a time when you would expect kids to want to quit, like a day and a half into sleepaway camp. Oh. And they want to come home. Wait a minute. That is, so, that might be the best advice we've heard yet. That's yes. solid. Yeah. Don't let them quit if it's a time you would expect them to want to quit. Right. That is solid advice. Kate. It is. It is. It's very solid advice. Di- right. Day and a half into sleepaway camp. Right. You, you got to try to stick it out. So do you know who D- Dr. Angela Duckworth is? She's mm, No. She was the person who started uh, pioneering the research on grit. Oh, and that God, grit. grit is desirable. She got like a MacArthur grant for this. So. I mean, I love it. But man, grit is one of those words. Now I'm like, I'm sick of grit. I've right. heard enough about right. grit, people. Well, she <laughs> she said she has good advice about this, too, which is, I think, don't let your kids quit on a hard day. Yes. Good advice. That's don't let good. them put in a hard day. But then I would, you know, then I would argue if there are nothing but hard days like there were on this. Right. Like baseball your baseball team. kid mm-hmm. only had hard days. But you didn't really let him quit. You let him. What did you not re-up? Not re-up. That's different. You it let is. him resign with dignity. <laughs> like, yeah, he didn't he didn't walk off the field and quit. No, because there's nine players and they need you. And yeah. you wanted to do it. You made and a you've commitment. got to you got to hold your head high. Yeah. So so I, I guess I am sort of team. You said you were going to do this and now you're going to finish. Um Unless, unless it just got to a, a point where there were tears or something, then that would have been different. But uh, okay, so she also says, Doctor Duckworth, that it depends on age, that a, a kid should that our expectations for a kid sticking with something should get a little longer as they get older. Um, like like by the time a kid is in high school, that they should play baseball for more than one season or more than one year before they quit. Because her argument is that you should experience what it's like to come back that that's part of the that's part of the experience to come back with a different coach to come back with more uh to be a year older and 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 I mean I saw that play out with my kid I hadn't read this advice but that baseball thing for sure my kid last year was like all he was learning was I'm terrible at baseball I thought I was good but I guess I'm not yeah. and then he went away for a year and he grew a bunch of inches and he you know exercised a lot and now he's a slugger again and and what he really needed was was uh coaches that were more gentle but I think also just time he probably needed the year to to grow and now he's back to feeling feeling confident and it isn't that he's going to play in the in major leagues it's just that that he enjoys it he loves it and it's something he's good at and I'm so happy that we found a way to sort of bring that back but it did it did take returning so I thought that was an interesting yeah, idea and that's true and I definitely have like an, a chip on my shoulder about sports for some reason I, I think I'm always like eh, your kid's not gonna play in the pros I don't want to hear about it it's not interesting to me and I do think it's gotten out of control but yeah I mean certainly there are tremendous benefits to playing organized sports that don't have to do with playing professionally right I guess which is why my husband's like okay well if you quit baseball, then you got to play something else. I, so my, 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 my husband and I, I guess, are similar in that way. You need to play a sport. You need to do something artistic. And if you don't like violin, then do ballet. Or you don't like baseball, then play for like football. But you have to do something athletic and something artistic. That seems like a fair rule. As long as, you know, those things are in, in that. I just think you should, one should keep the idea of like, it's a hobby in mind. I mean, it's, that's sort of the, the lightness with, with which I aim to hold these things. 
that it, it's there's just no end game beyond finding enjoyment in the thing that you're doing. Well, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. You know that Tiger Mom book that came out a couple yes. of years ago, Bat- Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mother or whatever. Amy Chua, her name is, yeah. and she said, I mean, I found most of it sort of not not my style, but she said something that that really stuck with me because she like basically ties her kids to the piano bench, right? But she she says getting good at something is hard being good at something is easy and so the reason you sit through those piano lessons that you don't really want to take when you're eight is so when you're 40 you can sit down and And play play a song and take enjoyment in music that that's that that's the end game um and so your kids shouldn't quit i'm sure she'd be on team not quit stick it out and that's why and she's right being good at tennis i've been taking tennis lessons now like on and off for five years and i'm just getting to the point where i can play like with my husband and my kids and not you know and not be spraying balls out into the parking lot and it is it's fun getting to that point was not really that fun but right but right i mean that's the, that is true like learning stuff is not that fun I mean, just going, we took the kids skiing. It's like, you're cold, you're falling down. It's a drag. But if you can learn to do it, you'll get a lot of years of enjoyment out of it. And so that's our role as parents, I think, is to guide our kids over that particular hump. Like, yes, learning to play piano is not particularly enjoyable, but there is a larger end game that we're trying to guide you through this forest to get to. Yeah. And that's why we're saying don't quit. I don't know. I think my, this is where our kids being different ages, like my kids are just starting some of this stuff. And I think I feel very anxious and negative towards a lot of it. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to get my kids into this crazy elite thing. I'm not going to make my kids, you know, do stuff. They... But yes, clearly life is about conquering obstacles. And that's part of what you're teaching your kids by not letting them quit. Like, yes, if, 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 if you take on every challenge and then you stop doing it when it gets hard, I mean, your life is going to be pretty lame. Right. Right. So for younger kids, I think it is about sort of um, letting them try things, letting them dabble, making them stick it out to the end of the eight art classes you signed up for. Um, yes. Uh, and then and then letting them go. Sometimes it's hard, though, when your kids do quit something. See, my, my oldest kid, he was also very good at art when he was little. Um, like always drawing cartoon characters and things like his own cartoon characters. He, and, and just always, always doodling, drawing, 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 drawing. And I sent him to art classes and then he was like, I don't really want to do it anymore. And he's completely stopped doing it. And I, I think that's probably Picasso would say, we all do that, right? We all, mm-hmm. we're all five years old and we think we're awesome at drawing. And then somewhere around 10 or 11, most of us stopped doing it. But it broke my heart a little bit to watch him stop doing it because I thought, oh, this is, I thought I had found what my kid was really going to love. You know what I didn't see when we, before we started talking about this, like this, there's something about this question of like, do you let your kids quit or not? That goes to the essence of what it is to be a parent. Like watching your kids, seeing the potential that you see in them, seeing the limitations that you see in them and whether, what your role is in getting them to where you think they should be versus letting them go the way they think they should go. Like Mm -hmm. this is the fundamental question of parenting, Mm -hmm. which is how much input do you have and how they turn out? Like that is sort of the crux of everything we're discussing and it's complicated. Right. And knowing, knowing when to push and when to not, there's this, there's this term called the optimal push. It was a sports psychologist 
named Larry Lauer suggested this. And, and it's about, I mean, that's, that's the whole question. I guess that's why this is a big question. Should I, should I let her quit violin? Who cares? She's mm-hmm. seven, but no, but it goes to this fundamental it goes to thing. This optimal push. What's my you're role? supposed to not push them too hard, but you're not supposed to push them none. And, and what's my role and where do I fit in? And, so, and with each kid, it's going to be a little bit different too. Yeah. Like, the optimal some kids need more of a push (laughs) and then some kids are like I'll try it oh I like trying it you know I mean my five-year-old is that kid who's like I'll give it a shot oh I tried my best and I liked it I mean but my eight-year-old is kind of like this is torture why are you making me and so it it you've got to recalibrate with every kid yeah that's a birth order thing, I think, because my oldest yes. and youngest are, are similar. Is that right? Well, and, and I, I'm an oldest, too. Makes me feel uh, better. Oldest, I think, are like, I don't want to really try this unless I know ahead of time I'll, I'll be able to do it well. Right. And if I can't immediately do it well, then I don't want to do it anymore. That's how I've gone through life to you know my detriment in some ways. And yeah, and I see in my youngest, sure, I'll try this. Like, uh, what did she say? We were... We were we were, in, we were at the ocean and she was running in the waves. She was a little, you know, a little and, and tumbling in the waves and her dad was with her. But she came running up, running up to me in the beach. She's like, I was afraid, but now I'm having such a good time. And she ran back <laughs> in. And I thought, well, that, that, I'm so proud of that because I would have, I would have been like, oh, that looks scary. Way and to I go might, through life, kid. I might yeah. get knocked over, so I better just sit here on the beach. Yeah. And P.S. there I was thinking, uh, that doesn't look fun. I'm going to sit here on the beach. <laughs> so yeah. that is me. Yeah, and it's also the heart of like the stuff you project on your kids. Like, oh, did I miss opportunities? Could I have been a contender? Like, if I had just da 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 da, and it feels really heavy. And I think that's why I think my instinct is like, just hold it all a little bit less tightly. Like, it it, it it's one of those questions that I feel like incorrectly makes you feel like you have more control than you do. Like, yes, support your kids in their pursuits help them find things that are good have rules like you do one artistic thing and one sports related thing or maybe if you have one academic thing like uh, my nephews were into debate like maybe that covers sports you know maybe that's your sport not yeah field hockey or whatever have some parameters where it's like these are the parameters that we expect but within that like don't hold it so tightly like don't get wrapped up in the thing of like Oh God, you know, elite squad is so much more important than going to grandma's birthday party. Like try to keep your own expectations in check and not let things become so heavy. Right. Because, and I guess I would argue that the, that what I was calling re-upping is, is a great time to revisit all of your, um, commitments and and what are the reasons that you're doing them and what is how how in a way is your kid and that that's that's okay to sort of actively revisit that and if there's a less intense version I've kind of done that with my kids a couple of times I have found a less intense version of something they liked but were uh, quickly having the joy stripped from it by an overly intense version and that can yeah I mean I think that less intense version is a great model that it doesn't, that if you feel it is getting to a point where it's not enjoyable for anybody, nobody's enjoying it. And, and enjoyment isn't the only purpose of any of these things, but that there is that bump down level, that it's not only a choice of quitting, but also quitting has such a negative connotation. Like there there are seasons for things in life as well. To like, everything there is right, a season. There might, it might be great to do gymnastics until you're 10. And then it might be great to explore dance while you're in high school. And then 
you know, my nephew was just, he's graduating from college and he's been a uh, trumpet player and a really pretty solidly good trumpet player. And he wrote something on Facebook and he's like, I realize after all these years of playing trumpet, I have my last trumpet concert in college. And he's like, this may be the last time I ever play trumpet in front of a crowd. And he's right. Like, he's not going to, he's now going to be a real person. He's not going to play trumpet. <laughs> you know, I mean, he might like play at a trumpet club on the weekends or something, but likely he just will stop playing trumpet because yeah. it's the end of college. And that's okay. Like his season of trumpet playing has come to an end and that's not, he's not really quitting the trumpet, but all right, that's about as far as trumpet could take you. And I always feel that way watching March Madness. You know, you watch these kids who've like, basketball has been their whole life since they were five years old. And they're just, and you're watching most of them play basketball in front of a crowd for the last time ever. Like, mm. They're, that's the end of basketball. Like things have a shelf life, and and okay, like you had your time of playing basketball, right? Yeah, that but time those is over, and that's those, okay. Yeah, they're gonna. But 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 your nephew is going to be a music lover who can go to a concert of classical music and right and he'll, he'll have a way in, tear his hair right, out like right. I do, <laughs> right? 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 There are there are benefits that come from all of these things that are not about like the re the, the the reward of doing it is kind of vast. And that's something that you have to, I do think that's something you have to give to your kids. Like, that's why I'm like, you're not quitting piano. You're just going to do it for 15 minutes every Saturday. Well, there's a big difference between 15 minutes every Saturday and eight hours on Coney Island being yelled at, right? And then so I Right, think, <laughs> right, right, there's, exactly. There's, and the consequences of that, yeah. They're, right, the, the downside of that is 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 great and... And yeah, and 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 yet there were also rewards to making your kids stick out something they thought they wanted to quit, like sleepaway camp. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have the kid calling homesick from sleepaway camp, but if I did, I like to think that I would say, "No, you have to stay." And then three weeks later, they had a wonderful time. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, or, yeah, and and sure, there are lots and lots of examples of things that you don't enjoy that turn out to be good experiences and that's something certainly worth learning but if it's okay if 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 us quitting something we don't like anymore and us like um casting off what's no longer useful to us is like all part of our being the happy adults our parents never bothered to engage with becoming as if they didn't they didn't have a choice they just did stuff well we're if, right. we're, if we're sort of welcoming that for ourselves and i guess we have to allow that for our kids too yeah so we come out both of us sort of where we started. I feel like I'm heavily team quit in the context of things that are not bringing anybody any joy, things that you are doing for secondary reasons that don't actually make sense when you break them down, such as like we are doing this extremely onerous four days a week activity that is extremely stressful. Although where is it really going? It's not enjoyable and it's not like Listen, if your kid's going to make the Olympic team, I got nothing for you. Like, this is not this is not the podcast for you because I don't relate to that experience. But if your kid's a regular kid who's basically not enjoying something that for a good reason, I think you should let them quit. That being said, I'm team no quit when it comes to like, there are experiences in life that are fundamentally not enjoyable, <clears throat> CCD, that are part of what you have to do to get through being a young person. And sorry, kid, you're not quitting. Character building. Yeah. Or just like why? I don't really know. But like it, it's part of life. CCD, elementary school, like the basics. The thing, once we bought, once we buy the pants, you're in. Like baseball, once we buy the pants, you're in for yes. 13 games oh or my whatever. God. Like, hey, I bought the pants. You're, you're still playing. Yes. 
Yes. And in, in our case, we have uh, $200 worth of sparkly uh, warm ups and tournament leotards for gymnastics. That, oh, yeah. Uh, you're in, going kid. unused. Well, no, we're, we're still out. <laughs> oh, you, that was... you got out. You yeah. committed to the sparkly and, leotards. Yeah, and we bought the leotards first. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> see, that's my problem. Once there's like money on the field, I'm like, oh, we're staying with this. And those sparkly leotards are still calling to me. I'm like, are you sure? Like, she looked so cute in her leotard and <laughs> marching. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, so we, uh, so we're, we're team quit mostly, mostly, mostly team quit. Uh, all right. So I, I'm going to say we solved quitting. Okay. So now for one of our upcoming episodes, we want to know what is your best advice for surviving a family vacation? Where do you go on vacation? What stuff do you pack? What are some things you always forget? For me, it's bathing suits. (laughs) And what are some things you wish you'd packed? Uh, so we want you to weigh in and if you do, you may be featured on one of our upcoming podcasts. You can do it by sending us a voicemail to our website, which is whatfreshhealthpodcast.com using SpeakPipe. So you go to our website and there's a little picture of a microphone in the gray box in the right more margin. And you click on that and you can send us a voicemail. I have another way. Yes, that's right. And there's actually another way to send us a voicemail, which is, you know, your voice memo app on your phone. You can just record a message to us and then email it to us at info at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. And for links to the articles that we discussed today, check out our show page on whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. You can join us on Facebook and Instagram at whatfreshhealthcast. And on Twitter at WFHpodcast. Leave us some ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts and you'll help us find more listeners. You'll find easy instructions on how to do that on our website as well, whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. Thanks, guys, and we'll talk to you next time. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask-Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.